All right, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, September the 5th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Yep, we are live here on this Labor Day, taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. I see Todd Smith, Allen, Stephanie Lee, Cam Johnson, John Edward Braddock, Justin Langford, Stephen Borwell Jr., Noah John, C. Youngblood, Brendan, uh, Travi, Hunter Gowen, Jeff Gulledge, what's up? Also, you're in the Bitcock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there as we get situated here on this Monday. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. I know some folks might be taking a day off, but I tell you this, guys. I had a lot of you ask me, Chris, are you going live today? It's Labor Day. You're taking the day off again. I did not wait all preseason for kickoff to take the Monday following the first game off as a holiday. So to those of you who are enjoying your Monday off, cheers to you. Kudos. Glad you're doing so. We are rocking and rolling, though, here on the Daily Crow. I want to hear from you as we react to the Gamecocks' 35-14 to win over Georgia State. But as I said on the podcast that dropped this morning, not quite that simple, right? It's not as simple as, well, we won by 21, and that's it. A lot to dissect and break down here on this Monday from that game. Also, guys, former Gamecocks quarterback Steven Garcia will join us. Steven uh, had some training at 11 today, so he will join us at 12.30 instead of his normal 12.15. Let's just go ahead and jump straight into the phone. What's going on, man? How are you? Doing good, man. We had win from Saturday night, and I think that we are complete with Georgia State, and I think this is this is it for us. So I cannot wait for half for half Saturday night from last weekend because Georgia State was beautiful, and I think we won because of Beamer. Yeah, Beamer ball, man. I mean, obviously, I'd say special teams was a huge part of that game. Um, wins a wins a win, and you're one and zero, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Beamer Ball obviously played a huge part. Listen, it was a great night for the brand, great night for the business, great night for Beamer Ball, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and everything else. I thought defense played well. It was really the offense that was the eyesore and the offensive line, and, and uh, you know, we'll obviously dive into that today. But, yeah, it feel, feels great to be 1-0 for sure. And, I, and I'm, I'm happy that people are still – there's, there's a lot of people up there. There's a up there who is going for people in. Also, I I got I gotta say the lights was amazing, but there was like there was a, there was um I know the lights there was like um the lights was like amazing, but I kind of think about I kind of think about going there, but I am just amazed that the people are there because the lights like it's like it's like like a strip club like for us like the red one is like oh my god they go they go be like so different. Yeah, now the lights were incredible, Young Savage. I appreciate the call. You just, <clears throat> I, I, I thought I'd heard it all, and then I heard you comparing the the lights at Willie B to a strip club. I We're off to a hot start here on this Monday. Hey, guys, before we go any further, I want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks because the Daily Crow, as you see now, we got a new sponsor. Of course, Carolina Ale House is still one of our business partners, but Price Picks now, the ad read here for the Daily Crow. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. Use the promo code T-S-U-S at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Pick is the simplest fantasy game on the market. 
focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you could take the over on Rattler, parlay with the under on LeBron, parlay with the over on Mahomes. You can do college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, whatever the sport is. And, of course, we love Price Picks because you can play on college sports Specifically, they've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, rated 4.8 stars on the App Store with rave reviews. Again, guys, let's break the bookie this football season with our friends over at Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, we appreciate our friends over at Prize Picks for the love and support of the Daily Crow and the Spurs Up Show. All right, again, taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. Really excited to hear from you all because, again, uh, Joss Say, where can I find the podcast? Couldn't find it on YouTube. Well, Joss Say, the podcast isn't on YouTube. <clears throat> it's on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iTunes, of course. Joss Say, if you follow us on Facebook, I posted the link this morning. So, Again, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, search The Spurs Up Show, and that is where you will find the podcast. Um, Travis Lee says, don't mind me. I'm here for the Coach Ford comments. Um, Hey, I'm sure it's coming for sure. Um, But you know what? I don't blame you. I I don't even blame you at this point. The offense did not live up to the hype and expectations and live up to the building. Craig Phillips in the TDC Questions channel says, let's go week two. How bad did you think when they asked Rattler about what was the reasoning for not going deep enough, he wanted to say that the O-line sucked? Craig, I have no idea what he wanted to say. Um, Andrew Horrell says, I think we sandbagged a little. Played some young guys. I'm pretty sure we didn't play our top weapons, but for a few plays. And Andrew, listen, this is something. I I, I know this is a thing in football. You don't, you don't show your whole, whole playbook and – but forgive me for not understanding that. For, for, forgive me for I, – I honestly feel like that's an excuse that, that people just make when you don't play your best against inferior competition. And it's meant as no disrespect to Georgia State. They're a quality football team. They're not just your typical non-conference season opener, right? But I, I, I just don't get the idea. Forgive me for that. I, I don't understand the idea of, well, you know, we're going to hold back and not play our best awesome. game. And I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Let's jump to the phone lines here. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, hey what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, so I have a question um, yeah. I, that I need to answer. So, the, I don't know if you've seen the part where Spencer was getting aggravated uh, at the end of the – almost at the end of the game. And um, I've seen where he was getting aggravated, I guess, about the play call or something about that. I'm not sure if he got benched or something because of how bad he was or, you know, because you've seen Luke Doty was going out to – you know, he was about to play. So, I don't know if you know anything about that. I did not see anything with him getting frustrated. And I think the only reason Luke Doty went in is because we were up 21 points. I think that was the – that was the reason. So unless I completely missed something, I, I I didn't I didn't notice anything with Rattler being frustrated with play calling or at least not openly and outwardly. I, you know I I don't I don't know I, maybe I missed that. Yeah, I know I know most fans that are you know that are in the stadium they don't see that kind of stuff, but like you can actually see it on TV. You can see the part where Spencer is getting frustrated at the end of the uh, fourth quarter, and he he I guess he was getting 
kind of a little bit uh, anxious about, you know, the play calls that Luke Doty and Zeb was uh, trying to get them get them to play and stuff. So I didn't know if you knew anything about that. I mean, listen, he was probably frustrated because the O-line couldn't block for him and he was running for his life. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, mean yeah, it, ha- it, was- it happens in game, man. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's a – Football is an intense game. There's a lot of a uh, lot of emotion, and so I mean that that doesn't really shock me um, that that would be the case. But I, I wouldn't say it's some issue to 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 look into any deeper than that, really. So, and hopefully, what I'm what I'm really hoping is that you know Rattler is going to be playing again and for the Arkansas game, just because of what happened. Of you know Doty's you know went out to play, so I, I'm hoping that as my, my, my man, my man, Spencer Rattler is the starting quarterback for this football team. They literally put Luke okay. Doty oh. in because we were up 21 points. That's that's why. So it's not like oh, okay. Rattler Rattler didn't get benched. That they, they put him in because we were winning by 21 with whatever. Oh, time okay. So they're just letting yes, they're just yeah. letting Doty play or something. Yes. Just yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I get it now. All right. Oh, I definitely appreciate that. I had to get that out of my system. No, you're you're good. No, let's make no confusion though. Spencer Rattler is the starting quarterback, and it's not even remotely close. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. All right, I appreciate it, man. I'll let you uh, do things. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much for the commentary. Yeah, good stuff. Yes, Spencer Rattler is the starting quarterback. Um. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That is eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Um, check out the podcast. Dropped this morning, episode 698. And, guys, we're going to spend today uh, – we're going to spend this week talking about what happened on Saturday. But in regards to – you know, listen, I, I think you listen to the podcast this morning and the tone of the podcast, and, and I'll tell you this, I've never ranted so much after a win, right? But I left the stadium Saturday night frustrated. I, I did. I left it frustrated. And, and maybe I set unfair expectations. I don't think I did. I don't feel like I did. Maybe I did, because I, I, I was not looking for this football team to score 50 in week one, right? But what I'm not going to do is sit here on this Monday and say, well, it was the game one jitters. It, it was week one, and we held back. I literally had some – guys, it's crazy. I had somebody text me. I, I couldn't believe this. I had somebody text me and tell me, do, do you think maybe we were trying to not look our best? We were trying to not look good. Like, what an insane game plan, if that's what it was. Like, I understand you're not going to throw the kitchen sink at Georgia State. You're not going to run your entire playbook. But why would you not want to play your best game? Right? Why, why would you not want to play your best possible game offensively? Why? How, how does that make any sense? You know, I, I mean, a win's a win's a win. And I'm happy we're 1-0. You're happy we're 1-0. Again, I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse this week. I'm not going to beat a dead horse this week because I am happy we are 1-0 and I'm ecstatic. And there are a lot of positives to take away from Saturday night. There's a lot of positives. Hey, Beamer Ball. Beamer Ball to the freaking moon. Beamer, I mean, guys, I want to say that. Thank y'all so, so much. Thank y'all so much, man, for the love and support on the merchandise side of the business, the content, everything. Um, obviously, the towels getting on ESPN and um, the, the towels in, in the video of the Gamecock walk and saw mo- so many people rocking the merchandise around Willie B. Uh, it was incredible. I mean, it was a blessing. It was overwhelming. It, it, it was – we felt the love all day, man. We felt the love, and I, I just can't say thank you enough to you all. 
Um, so a great day for the brand, a great night for Beamer Ball. Defense, I thought, looked really good. Linebackers impressed me. Brad Johnson, Mo Caba, uh, Debo Williams flying around. Um, you know, they impressed. I thought the defensive line took over that football game as we hoped they would, uh, no doubt. But it's, it's just hard when, when you add all the pieces you added over the course of the offseason, right? Spencer Rattler, Wells, Christian Beal-Smith. You know, I thought I thought Wells looked good. Seven catches, right, for him. Jalen Brooks, maybe he's emerged as a guy that he can be that wide receiver three behind Josh Van, who did not have a great game. Did not have a great game, and hopefully, just hopefully, uh, that is a one-game type of deal, and that doesn't carry over for him. We saw what he could do last year. You've got the weapons on the offensive side, I think, to be productive. I'm not saying to score 50, but you got the weapons. You've got the weapons to be a productive offense. But here we are yet again in this familiar spot talking about the offensive line. I mean, we are right back where we started in regards to the problems and the issues of this football team. And I just, it's so disheartening. And it's and it's just, and you can say whatever you want. Well, you know, first game jitters. No, it wasn't. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. When you got 129 career starts under your belt and you all played together last year and your entire two deep is back, you don't, you don't get first game jitters. You, you don't have first game jitters, right? You couldn't run the ball worth a damn. Spencer Rattler was running for his life. And guys, I am sitting here again. I am happy to be one and O. Oh. I'm going to use today to discuss this with you all, vent some of my frustration, and then they, we will move on beyond it and focused on, focus being 1-0 and be happy with that. Okay? But it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad fan, by the way. It doesn't make you a bad fan to say, I am happy we are 1-0, but I am concerned about the offensive line and the way this offense looked because they did not meet expectations on Saturday night. That was not acceptable. It wasn't. Now, it doesn't define the season. It doesn't mean that this offense is going to stink all year. It doesn't mean that because the greatest improvement can be made from week one to week two, right? Most of the time you ask any coach, that's when the greatest improvement is made. But that performance we watched Saturday night was dog shit. I mean, it was pure dog shit. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching Saturday night. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I didn't have crazy high expectations, but I expected us to, to score more than two touchdowns. I did. I expected us to have more than 79 rushing yards against the Georgia State Panthers defensive front. I expected Spencer Rattler not to be running on his running for his life damn near every single play. But guys, I, I say this, and you know what? I, I mean, we talked about it all preseason, right? And we're going to get Steven Garcia in here in 15 minutes, by the way, those of you who might be wondering where he's at. Steven joining us at 1230 instead of 1215 today. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy to be 1-0. I, I just, I can't say that enough because there's so many of you, or not you, but there's so many people out there who are tuned in, you know, to my content, my commentary, and 
people that saw my post-game video and, oh, this guy, he's being so negative. Why are you so negative? We're, we're one and oh, like, don't talk. Like, those people that are getting so bothered with my commentary, you just don't want to look the problem in the face. And you know what? There are entities out there that will just tell you that we're this fantastic football team and nothing went wrong and we held back and we only showed 10% of the playbook and we did this on the offensive line and fine. They're out there. I'm happy to be 1-0. I'm ecstatic that this season is off to a positive start. With that being said, the offensive line was the problem last year and they were the deficiency, right? We talked about them all preseason long. They're the problem. They're the deficiency. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, they were the problem and they were the deficiency on Saturday night. So you know what? I'm taking a new stance on it. I'm taking a new stance on the offensive line, right? I've accepted it. The offensive line stinks. Until proven otherwise, the offensive line stinks. And you might think that's harsh, you might think that's being overly critical. It's calling a spade a spade, man. You were dog shit last year. You were dog shit Saturday night. Until proven otherwise, you are what you are. Now, that's not to say we can't still have a really, really good season this year. That's not to say that our offense cannot be productive. But we will have to win in spite of them week after week after week. Now, will they have a positive game here or there? Will we have a game this year where we we have a good game on the ground? Sure. I'm sure we're going to have another Florida this year or another Auburn or another UNC. There will be a game where the matchup works out, where the O-line flashes and shows and, and, and has a good game, if you will. But as a whole, this is one of the worst offensive lines in the SEC. Until proven otherwise, we will struggle to run the football and we have to hope and pray that we can win in spite of them. It will take Spencer Rattler's talent carrying us. It will take the talent of our skill position players carrying us on a week-in, week-out basis because the O-line ain't worth a damn. It's the same guys we had last year. Why on God's green earth would you expect the offensive line to all of a sudden be something they haven't been? in over a year of football. It's okay. I've accepted it. It is what it is. But the O-line is trash, and we will have to win in spite of them. Go prove me wrong if you don't like that. Go prove us wrong if you don't like the commentary. It's just calling a spade a spade, my guy. If it bothers you and you can't face that, if you can't face that problem, that ain't my problem. That ain't my problem. It's not. It's not. It is what it is. The offensive line is a deficiency until proven otherwise. And it's unfortunate because we probably will not see the best version of this offense because of the woes on the offensive line. But anyways, let's jump to the phone lines. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm going. It's going good, Chris. How about you, man? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Man, first of all, I know we're all kind of feeling some type of way after that game. I know the offensive line, as you said, is trash, as we all thought they might be. But you've talked about it in the, in the preseason, and so have I. We talked about tempering expectations. 
this is not a team that's a national championship team. You knew that. I knew that. Everybody should have known that. It's just not. What I do want to see is us progress from how we played last year, which is giving the game to Kentucky, giving the game to Mizzou. We should have had two more wins last year at least, but we played like shit. Not just at the O-line, but at quarterback, you know, no consistency. This year, I do expect a lot more from this team. And I think if we get to eight wins somehow, I think that's a win for us in our program. I don't know if that matches kind of what you think, but I think eight wins, even if one is a bowl game win, mm-hmm. I think that's progression in the right step or in the right direction. I mean, yeah, there, there's a reason this preseason I literally said that I, I would sign up for an eight and four season in a heartbeat because I think an eight win season would exactly. be a fantastic season in uh, in year two of Shane Beamer. Um, I, I, I just, you know, again, I'm happy to be 1-0. I can't stress that enough because there's some people that think I'm just oh, yeah. miserable today, and, and that's not the case. There's a lot of positives to take away from that win. I, I just, for me, what I really most wanted to see on Saturday night was a football team in control from start to finish. And the way you win, in my opinion, matters greatly. This is not baseball. This is not the NFL. We're just, a win is a win. Like, unfortunately, college football style points matter. And you know, you were losing in the third quarter. You know what I mean? So we're all happy to win. People are not frustrated today or have any sort of frustration today because we won the game, right? That's not why people are frustrated. They're frustrated because we all know that effort and the offensive line being the eyesore they were is not going to win many SEC games. It's not about beating Georgia State. It's about beating Arkansas and Missouri and Kentucky and Vandy, and, like, getting to seven wins. You know what I mean? So, hey, it's just one game. It's just one game. Go back to the drawing board. Figure it out offensively. The beautiful thing is you have a great opportunity this weekend. You beat Arkansas. Everything I'm talking about goes away. It doesn't matter, right? Everything I'm talking about just goes away. But it it was just so disheartening and so disappointing to see that take place on the field, to see that offense look that dysfunctional because of the offensive line shortcomings. There's just – there's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to put lipstick on a pig. It was terrible Saturday night. That, and thank goodness Beamer Ball bailed us out and saved us. And, hey, it's – you know, I, I understand, man. Every facet of the football game is extremely important. Special teams showed up and picked you up where you needed to be picked up. But, again, you can't count on blocking two punts every weekend, right? You, you just can't count on that. So. Oh, no. You got to see the offense take a positive step this week. You have to see it. And two, well, with Georgia State, Georgia State's way more fired up, up about this game than we were. Mm-hmm. They had it planned from the get go. That first drive, dude, that was them. They planned that. The fact that they didn't score may have that honestly may be the difference between us winning by three touchdowns and winning a close one, or possibly losing. They come out and score right away. Who knows? Hmm. But they kind of set us back on our heels, and I wonder if maybe we listen a little too much to the hype. Hmm. Listen, you know, we're worried too much about the lights, which were fucking awesome, by the way. But maybe we were too a little bit too worried about that and not worried enough about Georgia State with uh, a head coach who wanted nothing more than to come in and get a win at Williams-Brice Stadium to make a statement. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, John Elliott is yeah. no slouch. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. And listen, Georgia State's a good football team, and, and that, you know, 
quality win. I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say because we're not in the locker room and you, you don't know, like, what's going on in the heads of those guys. So, I, I don't know that I'll sit here and say, like, we were overconfident or overhyped or anything. But that's kind of going to your point. It's kind of what I'm going to about you have a sold-out crowd. You've got the crazy lights. You've got the crazy hype. And so, I, I just – it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the people that say that, well, we held back and we weren't trying to play our best game. Like, why? Why, why would you not want to put on a show in front of your home crowd – you know, this fan base that's just so ready to explode. You know, I understand it's not about beating Georgia State, but at the same time, I sh I'm sure that the game plan was was to play much better than you played on Saturday night offensively. So, um, listen, it just all comes back to the O-line. I'm, I'm, I'm holding back on the, the Satterfield chatter right now. I, I will say I'm beginning to lose confidence that he can get it done. Um We'll, we'll see you against Arkansas. Hey, maybe we go out there and score 35 points. I don't know. Hey, college football is crazy, but uh, there, there's no doubt it's, it's just – it's got to be improved. I mean, there's just no doubt it's got to be improved massively. One, two, you want to show out not just for the fans, but you have recruits going to every game. We've got a five-star coming to the Georgia game on the 17th. So, yeah, you need to put your best foot forward in a, in a game like this. You don't necessarily have to win, but you can't go out there and play like that because that makes recruits second-guess committing to you. Whether they're thinking about committing or they've already committed, that, that makes them kind of wonder, ooh, I really want to go here? So, yeah. But we got the lights. We are recruiting very well. They want to play for Beamer. He's, he's really popular right now. He's killing it with recruits, the transfer portal. And uh, it's a great day to be game cop, baby. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, feels good to be one to know. Above all else, feels good to be one to know. I appreciate the call, my friend. All right. You have a good day, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Take care. Great stuff. Guys, uh, excuse me. Stephen Garcia joining us. I was about to say Shane Beamer. Stephen Garcia joining us uh, in about five minutes or so. Really excited to get his feedback, his thoughts, what he saw on Saturday night. And again, I want to continue to reiterate that. I am excited awesome. to be one to know. Let's Cooper. Ones. Cooper, what's up, man? How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Um, I thought I could offer some thoughts about uh, Satterfield, I guess. Mm -hmm. Some quick thoughts? Yeah. I guess you want me to preview what those thoughts are? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what, go ahead. Fire away. So, I, I'm kind of thinking that um, basically um, I think people attribute um, Satterfield's play calling to be the issue in terms of the plays themselves, that he's a bad play caller. But um, I really think the issue is that when he sets up a game plan, he doesn't stray away from it. We've had a lot of good performances in the past where when his game plan happens to fit the defense that we're playing against, he does really well and the play calls are created. But what we saw last night is Georgia State coming in with a great defensive game plan that matched what our game plan was which was um, we wanted to attack the perimeter. We wanted to go against the line of scrimmage and on the sidelines. And Georgia State flew all their bodies there. And we refused to um, alter our game plan. We did not start throwing over the middle to make things soften up. And, yeah, we absolutely had um, issues on the offensive line. But I think the main issue with Satterfield as a play caller is that he does not adjust game plans. And it's, it's not that he has a bad system. It's that he gets too stubborn in the game and says he, he can't say this isn't working. 
Um, he just keeps going with what he thought of in the game plan in the beginning. So um, I think, you know, Saturday was sort of not a good showing of that because they, they read us like a book, you know, from the, from the get go. And then we weren't able to adjust. Yeah. So. No, I think that's a fair take. Listen, I think that's very fair. Um, I think what's most frustrating, man, for me about about Satterfield and and uh, this offense is what's the identity? I mean, what what do we want to do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what the identity of the football team is and the offense. And again, it's just one game through this season with with a bunch of new pieces. But I I, I just want to find an identity. You know, I I want to know what the identity is. So. Um, I, you know, I would agree with you. Listen, the adjustments aren't being made, at least at the level they need to be made. Um, and, and, again, mm-hmm. the bottom line is we're just not being productive enough. You know, whether it's the game plan and, pre, you know, before the game begins could be better, the adjustments in-game could be better. Um, and, and you do have a good point, right? It feels like we either have success from start to finish or, you know, we struggle start to finish. I, there aren't a whole lot of times we're making these in-game adjustments and it seems to be really panning out for us. So, um Again, it's a one-game sample size. It's it's not this entire year. But, unfortunately, we've also got last year to go off of, too, and what happened. So, um, right. again, I, I will stress it yet again because some folks might just be tuning in and they just – you know, there's some folks commenting, this feels like a therapy Monday. Everyone that's tuned into this mm-hmm. show right now is happy that we are 1-0. No. no kidding. But how you win matters – and there's no way you could have watched that game Saturday night and felt all sunshine and rainbows, especially about this offense, right? There's just no way. There's just no way. It left so much to be desired for the offense. Um, and, again, it falls back on Sat, certainly. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be his head on the chopping block if things don't get improved and don't, don't, uh, don't get corrected and corrected quickly. Right. And, and I think even if um... – even if people are right that we held some things back, that doesn't make it any better. Because yeah. I mean, somebody, yeah, to your line would beat every play. Yeah, to your point, somebody just commented, Sat didn't want to show any additional cards. You know what? If you don't want to show all your cards, that's fine. But make sure you play the right cards to have a successful, productive game one. You know what I mean? Like, you played the wrong cards if you only played a few of them. The goal is to win. And when look impressive, do like I just I can't wrap my brain around why you would not want to win an impressive fashion, right? I'm not saying throw the kitchen sink at Georgia State and try to score a hundred, but if if the game plan was let's hold back as much as possible and just eke out a one point win, I think that's stupid, and that's just my opinion. I you know some of you may out there may disagree, but. I just I think that's stupid. I hate that I I hate that game plan. I hate that that thought process. You know what I mean? So I say right. put your best foot forward. I mean, God, you had seven, eight months of, of hype and momentum, and you had a sold out crowd, night game, new lights, everything, stars aligned. Why not set the tone for your year, for your season? and go out and have a big game. So I, I want to believe they tried their best to do that and the execution wasn't there. I, I, I just – we've got a whole other set of issues, in my opinion, if, if, if we were intentionally holding so much back that it cost us offensive production. I, I just can't wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. If, if our offensive line can't block, you know, then doing different, more creative play calling isn't necessarily going to 
change that. Doesn't matter what you call. Yeah, doesn't matter what you call. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you got Stephen Garcia in a minute, so I'll let you go. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for the call, my friend. Um, Update on Garcia. He just texted me four minutes ago and said it'd be 15 minutes. So I guess it's going to be about 1240. About 1240 he'll join us. So Stephen uh, finishing up training. He will be joining us. Do not worry. He will be joining us. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, let's see. Let's see. Trying to tighten. Yeah, Marshawn getting hit in the backfield. Uh, no doubt. No doubt, man. It was it – was, uh, the offensive line performance just, just, just left a lot to be desired. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from – Will from Guardy Myrtle. Here we go. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. Hey, it was great to see you on Saturday. Hope you guys enjoyed the game. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great environment, man. It was a good – I had a great time tailgating. It's just – it's hard to walk away from that game and not be heartbroken that the offensive line looks so bad against Georgia State. I mean, we had like three clean pockets the whole night. Yeah. I just – you know, like people – I can't even evaluate Spencer Rattler. People want to judge him or did he have a good yeah. – who the hell could throw the ball if there's no pocket? Yeah. The guy's having to scramble out every time. Like, And that's against Georgia State. What the hell is Arkansas going to do? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just and it's just hard to comprehend is, I think, the most maddening thing. Yeah, I mean, that's all – everybody in their mom that even knew anything about Carolina last year knew this was the problem that needed to be fixed the most. Mm. So, obviously, the coaching staff knows that. Mm. And this Atkins guy, I mean, you talk about Satterfield's head on the chopping block, his ass has got to be first. <laughs> you know? I mean, right. Satterfield can't run the plays if they can't block. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy we were one of those, but I'm just looking forward to what we have the next two games. And that ain't if that team gets off the bus, we're getting our ass with mm. And that's bottom line. You know what I mean? And hopefully that, you know, I know the biggest improvement is from week one to week two, and let's hope that that happens and that, uh, you know, that we do clean it up or whatever. But, I mean, bravo to the special teams, Beamer Ball. Bravo to that. Bravo to the uh, to the defense for the most part. They were going to run the ball. They're great at that. They do that against anybody. They couldn't pass the ball. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much what my thought is, that, you know, is that, that's terrible yeah. for the offensive line. That was absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, Will, it's like I said, if you'd have told me a week ago today that, hey, South Carolina's going to win by 21 points, I would have thought I'd have been showing up here on this Monday just just celebrating and just 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 having a good old time. And, <laughs> man, I mean, it just <laughs> – when it when it goes the way it did, I, you know, we're, we're – and I and listen, I, I really don't think we're trying to be – insufferable and, and, and be no nobody's being that nobody's being a bad fan no. it's just there was so much left to be desired on the offensive side and i'm sorry hey call it for what it is when you block two punts scoop and score on both and that's how you win the football <laughs> game feels a little ah. fluky doesn't it feels a little it's fluky a it, it just does it, it just does like it is what but Nobody's not, ha- you know. Nobody's not happy to be one and zero. We're all ecstatic. I'm. Hey, I'm glad we're having this conversation after a win versus a terrible loss. I, I you'd always right. rather correct mistakes after a win, right? But 
absolutely. The mistakes are there. The problems are there, right? And they got to get fixed very quickly. The bright side, which you could bright side it as, is say that we played like dog shit on offense and we mm-hmm. still managed to win by three touchdowns against a pretty decent football team. That's a good point. So, you know what I mean? Like, you could look at it that way, glass half full, and I want to look at it that way, but I'm just like, man, that offensive line is not – we should be pushing these guys around, bro. They're small, too. I know they're fast and they play, but they're little. You look at the weights on those guys, all offensive line should have manhandled, yeah. and they didn't. And and that's just scary, but but that's all you know. And uh, great. I mean, the lights were awesome. I, I love the you know how we're doing it during the quarters, coming back in, hyping everybody back up again. Uh, everything was great except the offensive line play. And I mean, and, and it is what it is. And I'm excited. And let's go, Cox. And and maybe next week we can turn it around. You know, hopefully yeah. we can kind of get better next week. And, yeah, I mean that's hey, that's the beautiful better. thing. We've got an opportunity this Saturday, and like I said, you go beat Arkansas. I mean, it's a week-to-week game, right? So, you go beat Arkansas, like, all will be forgiven, if you will. So, Yes, for sure. All right, buddy. I'll hop off and listen. I have a good one. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for the call. Hey, great stuff. Phone lines are buzzing, as you can imagine. Hey, Steven Garcia is going to join us, guys, at 1245. I do apologize for the delay. He's been texting me. Had training at 11 o'clock. Um, so, I'm staying in touch with him. 1245 is what time Steven will join us. So, we're going to jump into a break at 1240. And after the break, he will be here to talk everything that happened on Saturday. Guys, a great crowd on this Monday. Thank you all for tuning in on this Labor Day. we got over 200 people right now in the Daily Crow taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Um, great comment here from – where did it go? Where did it go? Ben Smith. He says, we're all just concerned because we know what's ahead. I mean, that, that's a great way to put it. Listen, nobody is upset that we won the ball game. But as I talked all preseason, it's about how you win, right? I mean, look at last year. You went 6-6 six and six in the regular season, and it was a struggle to do so, and it was sloppy most of the time, right? My biggest area of improvement that I saw, and it still very well could happen, but was the way that you win. And again, Saturday night just left a lot to be desired, man. I, I did not have crazy, unrealistic expectations for this Gamecocks, uh, you know, offense going into that game. We're going to score 50, hang a, hang a 50 spot on them. But two offensive touchdowns? I, I more, I'll be honest. One of the phone lines. Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going on this Labor Day? I'm, I'm doing well, to, man. Just uh, just have a day off work as a uh, as a state employee. <laughs> one of the one of the uh, benefits I get uh, for I working it. for this great state. I love it, man. Yeah. No, yeah, do, doing well, doing well. Just uh, just getting after it, man. The the phone lines are buzzing. TDC is buzzing. Uh, yeah, man. Just just uh, getting after it for sure. Well, I just wanted to uh, give my opinion on the offensive line mm-hmm. today. Yeah, go ahead. Um, after watching the tape, um, obviously that's our biggest deficiency, as everybody has pointed out. You know, I mean, the coaching staff knows it. The fans know it. Everybody who watched the game knows it. Arkansas knows it. Um, my thing with the offensive line is I don't necessarily think it's a personnel issue. I mean, we got some big guys up there, guys that were recruited to play SEC, guys that should to – you know, give protection to the quarterback, 
um, against an SEC defensive line. So I don't think it's, it's you know, the guys are too small or, or what have you. I think it's just Greg Adkins' scheme is, is too complicated. And I would further say that this offensive scheme as a whole is too complicated hmm. for, for uh, you know, the guys we have, or at least some of them. Because, I mean, you look at the tape, and it's, and it's just like they're double covering one guy. They're, they're double, like they got two guys blocking one guy. And then they just got a free runner in our backfield. I mean, th- that it doesn't make any sense why that should happen. I mean, it if it was a personnel issue and you know you're trying to block the guy and he's just pancaking you, then that's one thing. But I mean, nobody's even trying to block some of these guys yeah. that we're giving sacks away to. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think scheme definitely. I think scheme definitely seems to be a problem. Especially when you've got Shane Beamer after the game talking about, um, you know, Spencer Rattler. Well, you know, he he doesn't know as much as a second-year quarterback would know. And it's like, dude, how complex is this scheme? I, I mean, how complex can it be? You know what I mean? Like, I, listen, I, I'm I'm not an offensive coordinator by any stretch. But it's like, if you're running a scheme that is so difficult that you have to bring that up in regards to why you're having offensive struggles is because, well, the schemes just, too, you know, w- w- there's the, the offensive packages. Like, dude, put a scheme together that your players can understand and comprehend and go play and, and not be moving half speed because they're thinking about what the scheme is and what they're supposed to be doing. I, I just, right. you know, it, it just, yeah. I mean, and we saw it last year too. Well, I mean, what what I heard about last year's team is that apparently, uh, you know, Marcus Satterfield and Greg Adkins' scheme at the offensive line uh, calls for a lot of like, you know, pre-snap uh, movement and and whatnot. Like the center is having to communicate a lot of mm-hmm. stuff to the rest of the offensive line, and that's fine if the center understands what's going on. But if nobody understands what the the um, changes are at the line then we're just going to be leaving man, men wide open to just you know sack our quarterback get in our backfield you know do all that stuff and I mean that you're already going up against way better athletes in Arkansas than you will be against Georgia State if scheme is holding us back from blocking one of their defensive uh, tackles then it it's just not going to work we're going to get sacked like 20 times against them mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, I mean, it's again, it's bottom line in a discussion. You can you can paint it however you want to paint the picture. Get in whatever spin zone you want to get in. Put on your garnet glasses. If that offensive line performance carries over into the rest of the season, we're fighting for six wins. We're we're fighting for six wins, man. That looked like a six yeah. and six team on the field to me. I mean, the silver lining <laughs> here is is that I mean, I, I don't know how hard headed. Uh, Marcus Satterfield is or or like whether he is the right guy uh, I mean again it is only year two and Shane Beamer believes in him likes what he's bringing to the table so maybe they can make the adjustments but it seems to me that they just need to throw the scheme that they have been using for the last year and a half just out the window I mean and and come up because it's not working you you can't do any worse than what you did last you know two nights ago so that, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, just uh, make it simpler this week and, and just, you know, work the offensive line hard and, and get them into shape, and hopefully we go into Arkansas and, and we win a close game on the road. Yeah.
just make the adjustment. I mean, whether it's scheme, whether, whether you put different guys in there, you move guys around, whatever. Bottom line, be more productive. That is literally it. Yes. Yeah. But that's, that's all I had to say is, I mean, a lot of people are talking about, oh, you, you know, the players aren't good enough to, you know, play in the SEC, all this stuff. But we saw the players under Mike Bobo be productive. I, I mean, our rushing is under Mike Bobo than it, than it has been under Satterfield. Our offense as a whole was probably more productive under Bobo. So Bobo can, you know, uh, scheme these players into um, effectiveness and efficiency. Then it makes no sense why another offensive coordinator can't do the same thing. For sure. Dalton, we're going to get Steven Garcia in here, man. I appreciate the call. Great stuff as always. All right. Thank you. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff. Appreciate you, Dalton. Hey, no break. We're going to jump right into it. Let me get the link over to Gar, and we will get the Roach King up in here. So, Steven Garcia joining us. Appreciate you all tuning in, man. Great crowd here on this Monday. And and like I said, guys, listen, we're going to get it all out today. We're going to talk about the O-line and vent the frustration. And, hey, we're we're not going to dwell on this all week. We're going to look ahead to Arkansas, be excited. We're 1-0. But, hey, there were positives from Saturday night. There were negatives from Saturday night. You got to look at both. You got to look at both. The positives, Beamer ball. The defense, I think, is going to be a strength yet again. Um, Marshawn Lloyd looks healthy. Jalen Brooks emerged. Spencer Rattler showed why he was such a highly sought-after player. The arm talent's there. I know he made some mistakes, but the arm talent's there. Man, but the O-line is a glaring issue. It's and it, Will it get fixed? I, I don't know. Is it beyond repair? Are they just bad? Are they just bad? And if they are, I think it's better off right now to just accept it and try to win in spite of them than believing they're going to get better when they're not. And, and I hate to say that. I really, really do. I really do. But at some point, you got to just devise a game plan around the bad offensive line. You just have to. Uh, not your average sports kid. Garcia is jumping on here in the next minute or so. Just send him over the link. Um, he had training at 11 o'clock, so that kind of set him back behind today. I promise you, Stephen Garcia is coming on. So, please be patient, and I appreciate your patience. Again, it feels good to be 1-0. Above all else, there's a lot of teams that wish they were waking up today with a 1-0 record. Feels good to be 1-0. All can be fixed and all can be corrected. If you go to Arkansas and play well and win the football game, even if you just play well, like I don't even think this weekend you have to win. We want to win, obviously. But if you can just go to Arkansas and show substantial improvement, especially in the offensive side, I will feel really good moving forward. I, I really, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I picked Arkansas to beat you in the preseason, right? I picked Arkansas to beat you. Dude, if if you can just give them a good game moving forward, and, I, and I'm not saying – I think it's a toss-up. I still believe it's a toss-up. Um, but the offensive line just – I don't know, man. It, it's, it's, it's hard to fathom. I'm really excited to hear what Steven's got to say about it. I'll just say that. Um, again, guys, 843-790-3377. I'm going to go ahead and close the phone lines, though, because Steven is about to jump on and join us. Um, let's see. All right, cool. There we go. We will reopen the phone lines after his appearance. We'll reopen the phone lines after his appearance. Uh, somebody said, sat beside Robbie, a.k.a. Kirk Herbstreit at the game. He predicted both block punts, and I told him I'd text in and uh, corroborate. Tell the story, whatever. 
Cool. Robbie predicted both block punts. How about that? Love it. Love that. Love that. Let's see. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. We are waiting on Steven Garcia. I don't know where Steven's at right now. Send him over the link. He should be joining us in the next literally couple seconds. Uh, just waiting on him to hop on in here. So. Where you at, Steven? Where you at? Let's see. Yeah, again, a, a lot of, listen, a lot of positives. A, a lot of positives uh, from the game on Saturday night. Linebackers played well. Yet you saw some youngsters, like a guy like Nick Eamon Warrior played really well. Secondary, did what the secondary does, right? I think they they most certainly held their own. Defensive line, I thought, after a shoddy first drive, took over that ball game. It was great to see what the defense did, truly. Special teams, Beamer ball, great night for the brand, great day for the brand. I appreciate y'all. Lots of positives, even positives on the offensive side. But it's just... It's hard not to allow the offensive line struggles to overshadow all that. Because we just know that the O-line, if they play that way, they will be the undoing. They will be the undoing of what could be a special season for us. You know? Yeah, Todd, I don't know. I don't know what Steven's doing right now. I don't, I don't, I'm, we're waiting on Steven Garcia. Um, again, he's jumping on board. Steven's looking for the can of rabbit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Um, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in, man. Sincerely, go check out the podcast that dropped this morning, episode 698. Somebody commented earlier, it feels like a therapy Monday. But you know what? Listen, hear me out on this. I think it's actually good. Like, bro, there's it's no, it's it's not a bad thing to have some high expectations. It's not a bad thing to have a standard. Like, what let me ask you this. Would anybody disagree when I say when it comes to the offensive side of the football we did not play up to our standard we, we did not we did not play up to our standard the way we performed the the execution the performance lack thereof was not up to our standard hey it's okay it's not an indictment on the rest of the year but in that in that individual game sample size that Georgia State game that was not up to par. It was not. So we will see how much improvement this football team can make from week one to week two. All of us know, all of us know that it has to get better, right? But again, I, as a fan, as someone that has no control over what happens on the field of play, I have just accepted that, you know what? This offensive line is a problem. This offensive line is a deficiency. I am done expecting the same five guys who weren't worth a damn a season ago to be anything other than what they've been over the last year plus. So that does not mean the season is doomed. That does not mean we can't still have a really, really good year and a productive offense. But what I think it means is until proven otherwise, I will be expecting this football team, we will have to win in spite of the offensive line on a weekly basis. 
I hope I'm wrong. I hope this line makes the biggest jump from week one to week two, but I got to see it on the field. All right, he's here. I know y'all been clamoring for him. Somebody said, who commented? Let's see, they said, uh, somebody got on to five points and dragged Garcia out of the bar. <laughs> Not quite, but here he is, Roach King. What's up, man? Appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, man, as I just told you, I just got done uh, working out outside. I'm freaking beat to shit right now. No, hey, I, I hear you. He confirmed, folks. He was not in five points. He, yeah, he, I went, to be honest, I wish I was. That'd, that'd be- <laughs> My guy, how was uh, how was the weekend at the Roach Ranch, man? I saw you had the TVs fired up and tons of football. I'm sure you were tuned in last night to LSU, Florida State. How, how's the, the weekend been watching ball? I mean, I'm sure you've enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, man, it's been good. Uh, that was probably the most my most profitable uh, week one of uh, sports gambling ever, so that was nice. <laughs> Who was your uh, – who was your big winner? Was it just a bunch of victories uh, yeah. adding up? I hit a uh, I hit an eight team um, parlay. So eight team. Yeah. Holy shit, my friend. Yeah, it was it was nice. Um, I was gonna hit a nice little three team one uh, last night, and then the fucking LSU uh, blocker can't can't block. You close down. You close down. You block down on an extra point. You don't you let the outside guy go. You don't you don't do that. And that's. Anyways, that was the backdoor cover anyway, so whatever. Dude, what a what a brutal way to lose, by the way. My God. It was awesome. It was I, On the other side of it, I loved when NC State won. That was part of my eight-team parlay. I picked that money line. Oh, yeah. See, the college was, kickers giveth and college kickers giveth or taketh away, my friend. I'll tell That's you who, sure. who, uh, who's the freaking badass kicker is uh, is our guy right now, man. He, uh, he booted the hell out of those kicks. Yeah, let, let's start on the positive, Stephen, because, of course, we got you here to talk about what happened on the field Saturday night. Gamecocks getting the 35-14 to 14 win over Georgia State. We'll start with this right here, Beamer Ball. What a night for Beamer Ball, by the way. Um, <clears throat> great night for the brand, great night for the business, and great night for Beamer Ball because Mitch Jeter, like you mentioned, nailing the 53 and 51 yarders, just icing his veins, had no problem at all. And then the two block punts, I mean, I guess I'd ask, are you surprised at all, man? It's literally Shane Beamer. I have to remind people all the time, like, Beamer Ball, where did it come from, the special teams and what his dad did at Vitek? was great to see that facet of the game be such a positive for this football team. 100%, man, 100%. I mean, that that literally changes the momentum of every single game. You have a block punt, especially that's recovered and returned for a touchdown. I mean, that takes the wind out of any sales. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you're up by or how little. I mean, it doesn't matter. That changes your entire momentum of the game, and – I remember, I remember being in high school and even, you know, like as a little kid, seeing Virginia Tech blocking punts and scoring on kickoff returns. I mean, that's that's what the Beamer people do. I mean, they they are special teams guys. It's uh, it is good to see that on uh, on our sidelines now. Steven, I apologize, dude. I think we just had like a power flutter or something in the studio because the power just literally went out for a second into place. I think the Muschamp Packers. So the I must- do apologize, my friend. I I, I don't know what – I just literally saw it just – and you were gone. Um. Anyways, yeah, back to, like you said, the special teams, the block punts, game changer for this football team. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it's good to see that on uh, on our sideline for for a change. That's – uh. If we can keep that going, man, that, that like you said, it's it's it can be a it can be a game changer no matter who you're playing against. Now let's just go ahead and dive into you know what everybody wants to talk about because Stephen, it's interesting, right? We had our conversation a week ago to the date, and if you would have told anybody, hey, South Carolina's going to win by 21 points, cover the 12 and a half, we'd have been ecstatic, we'd have been giddy. But then you look into how it went, and certainly there was a lot left to be desired 
on the offensive side of the football. And I think especially, Stephen, what the frustrating part is, is that we spent the entire preseason talking about the offensive line, how it was the question mark. It was the deficiency last year. And, and you, can, you can make every excuse in the book you want, but when you looked at it statistically last year, it just was not very good. That box score on Saturday night, to me, was very reminiscent of some box scores that we saw last year. You watch the game. Is there anything you saw or that you see in particular? Obviously, you're not in the huddle. You're not in the offensive meeting rooms. There's been, you know, people have their their theories on the scheme. It's too complex. I mean, is there anything in particular that you just notice off the bat watching the game? You say, the offensive line needs to do this or this needs to be fixed. Or maybe it's something Spencer's doing specifically. Like, I'm sure you can understand why Gamecock fans, we're having just such a tough time wrapping our brains around the, these offensive line struggles yet again. Uh, I mean, yeah, we just spent a lot of time talking about the addition of Spencer Allen. We talked about his ability to extend plays. Um, we talked about the offensive line. You know, that should be one of the strengths because we had, they're all, they all came back. Me personally, from what I saw was, and again, I'm not in the huddle. I'm not in the offensive meeting room, so I don't know what exactly the reads are. It looked, from my perspective, that, that Spencer was almost noticing the rush before it got there if that makes sense. Um, I feel like he escaped the pocket a little too early at times. Um, you know, obviously there was some, some schemes and some blitzes that they ran that, you know, we had a, we had a running back that missed, uh, missed a read from what it looked like in my opinion. Uh, we had some miscommunication up front, uh, but for the most part, I, I just feel like I saw Spencer running a little bit quicker and taking off a little bit soon based on, based on my opinion. That's, that's all I can say about that. You know, well, again, whether or not the reads weren't there or whether or not he misread or he just wanted to fucking run, I, I don't I don't know. Um, but that's just as, – as a former player, I just feel like that's what I saw. And to yeah. be honest, man, I was guilty of that as well too. I mean, everybody is, especially when that, that first game in Williams-Brice under the lights, especially the new lights that they got. Um, I mean, you're playing against a team that's super fired up to play against you. Um, you know, their head coach used to be the offensive line coach here. I mean, everybody was jacked up. So, I mean, I, I can understand where he was coming from and try to escape a little bit early and try to make plays with his feet because that is part of his game. Um, you know, I just don't think that the offensive line should get as much blame as I've been reading and, you know, hearing. Right. So you'd put some of it then on, on Spencer Rattler. Do you think there's an, any trust issue? I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's tough to draw that conclusion, I guess. But do you think – does that come from a trust issue with the O-line or just, just getting happy feet or – because I, I mean, he was great on the run. I mean, I, I thought he what he showed in that is that the guy can make a throw on the run. He made some very impressive throws on the move. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it is. Like I said, it is a whole new team he's with, um, a whole new group of guys. You know, I, I think uh, I think there may be some trust issues. I, again, I don't know. I'm not in that huddle. I'm not in the offensive meeting room, so I don't I don't necessarily know what's being said behind closed doors. Just based on you know being in that position before and. Again, these guys are these guys, these offensive linemen, they're trying to get paid. They're trying to go to the NFL. They're not they're not there to just suck ass and miss blocks and miss assignments. They're not they're not trying to be bad. Um, I just feel like, you know, based on what I saw is that he just ran a little bit too soon. And you know, against uh, against some some higher ranked opponents uh, that are coming up in these next few weeks, we're not gonna be able to escape that pocket that uh, that often and that easily. Well, speaking specifically on Spencer Rattler, because obviously, Stephen, that's what I'm so excited for this season is to get your vantage point on the quarterback play specifically. You talked about, you know, him escaping the pocket maybe a bit too early. And, of course, he had the two interceptions. One of them was 
a high hard ball that went off the receiver's hands and uh, was picked. And then the other one, I, I think I would love to hear your thoughts on this play. But you look back, probably should have just taken Juju underneath. Instead, he tries to squeeze that ball in there, and it's it's picked off, just 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 directed right to the safety. Um, but overall, I mean, again, just from my vantage point, and I can't wait to hear yours. I thought it was a solid game by Rattler. I mean, yeah. game one, nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Um, your your overall takeaways, though, and just what you saw from Spencer Rattler's game on Saturday night. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's only going to improve. Um, again, I, I don't know why everybody expects us to be Bryce Young in Alabama and just sit back there and just throw the ball, and people are just twenty five yards wide ass open. That's not we're not we're not at that level right now, and we're not we're not we didn't play against Utah State. We played against a good ass team. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, I think we're only going to get better. That's, that's all I can say. As far as that pick that he threw um, the second one, I mean, shit, I would have done the same damn thing. I don't, I mean, that's, that's, I know the term gunslinger and I know people are so sick and tired of hearing that word, but I mean, that's, you live and die by the freaking sword, man. That's just, yeah. that's just what it is. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I, I really what impressed me the most about him, Stephen, was was the ability to, and as, as someone that did it yourself, you can respect it, the ability to, you know, extend plays and make plays on the move. And, uh, you know, I think specifically that pass down the field to Jalen Brooks. I mean, I, I think that's where you can really see the just pure talent of a quarterback when things sort of do break down and you're able to improvise and make a big play. Because like you're saying, man, like anybody can sit back there and just play seven on seven. And, I mean, it's pretty easy to do that, but – can you make a play when things break down? And I thought that was sort of a great example of that, that play he had down the sideline to, to Jalen Brooks and the touch on that. And, again, just showing off that, that, that pure arm strength and that, that, uh, that throwing ability that made him such a highly sought-after prospect. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I, I know it wasn't pretty. Um, and I'm reading some of these comments down here. I mean, I know it wasn't pretty. Uh, it's, it's only going to get better, in my, in my opinion. I think, you know, we got out of there with it. We covered the spread, I think. We showed a lot of promise on some different areas that we weren't really expecting. I mean, who was expecting us to block two punts for, for touchdowns? Who was expecting our guy to kick? I mean, he could have hit those things from like seven yards, I feel like. Yeah. They were right down the middle. I mean, those are those are game-changing type systems and plays that, we, that we're going to be able to use to our advantage down the road when we're playing against tougher opponents. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just feel like we're only going to get better with time. I think Spencer's going to get better with time. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more camaraderie with each other. And I just – I mean – I think I think we got a bright future. Um, you know, based on what I saw on Twitter and people saying I'm changing my prediction from eight and four to four and eight, and I, I know I know the South Carolina fan base is uh, is relentless. Um, but I mean, honestly, that's why that's why I wanted to go there, man. I wanted to play. There. I mean, that's they are a passionate group of people, and um, I, I mean, I love I loved it. You know, they I caught a lot of shit while being there, and you know, for for some reason they they still I guess want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> That is true indeed. Sticking, Stephen, with the offensive side of the football because, you know, I, I'll be honest. I'm sure you saw my postgame comments. I, I felt a little underwhelmed. I mean, I, I didn't feel like I came into Saturday night with unrealistic expectations, but, but I think that I did have high hopes for the offensive line being better and there being a push, and to not see it was a little disheartening. Again, like you said, yeah. it's a one-game sample size. And this team, hey, you hear coaches say it all the time. Maybe it's Coach Pete. Maybe it's not, though. There's a lot to it that – Teams make the most improvement from week one to week two. I mean, Shane Beamer has said it over and over again. He wishes they had a preseason because you just never know until you go into week one. So, will this team get better? Yes. Will Absolutely. they have much better offensive performances than they had Saturday night? Absolutely. And they want to score as many points as possible. I'd love to hear your thoughts on just 
the weapons that Spencer Rattler has to work with. You know, I thought it was really encouraging to see Marshawn Lloyd. He yeah. looks healthy. I thought he looked really shifty, really quick back there. Obviously, we know what uh, <clears throat> what Juju McDowell can do. Jaheim Bell being used as a receiver in the backfield. Antoine Wells had seven catches on the outside. Jalen Brooks sort of broke through, had a big night with four catches for 88 yards. Just talk about, I mean, again, it's just one game. And I'm sure they didn't utilize every single weapon they have. But just what you saw from the offensive side, I feel like you probably agree, you know, if the line can improve and block and Spencer Rattler can continue to improve, the weapons are there for this to be a pretty productive offense. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, you know what? I like, I like seeing Lloyd out there, you know, a five-wide set and, him, you know, Spencer catching, catching, catching pitch. Um, you know, little hitch routes. I mean, these guys are playing 20 yards off the ball, 15 yards off the ball, catch and throw it to them. Like I said, he was he's a shifty son bitch, man. He can run and he runs with he runs with a lot of aggression. Um, you know, that's that's a good thing to see. So like I said, I, and like you're saying, like what everybody should be saying, I mean, the, the there is hope. There is the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, I just I would love to know like what they're saying in the in those offensive meeting rooms. Cause I know I'm sure the offensive line are hearing, oh, you guys are trashy. I mean, they're 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 not they're not horrible. I mean, they're just they're trying their ass off. Uh, you know, it's the first, it's the first game, you know, they're trying to get the butterflies out and, you know, I know they came back and they're all like technically veteran players. Um, but still it's, it's a, what, when you start a whole new season, I mean, you kind of experience can take you a far away, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, I just feel like these guys are going to improve uh, dramatically throughout the season. Now, Steven, the, the dreaded question, I don't want to ask you, but I have to, Play calling. <laughs> it's, it's, dude. I mean, I know you know this. And again, thank goodness that social media wasn't quite the monster that it is now when you were playing. But I know you see it. Everybody's an offensive coordinator, right? Everybody oh, yeah. feels like they know better than the OC and the play calls. And when you watch, I mean, we can even go back to last year, but specifically Saturday night. I mean, did you do you find yourself questioning a lot of play calls? Do you feel like it's it's a good? Do you like what they're trying to do? I mean, just your you know. And again, I'm I want to make it very clear, Stephen, and I feel like you already know this, but I want everybody else to know too. I'm not trying to put you in a position where I'm trying to get you to say anything or you know put you in a corner. I, I just want your honest take when you're watching that game. Do, do, do you feel yourself questioning the play calls? Do you feel like it's a good system that Sat's got in place and they just need to execute better? I mean, I mean, you're just overall thoughts on the scheme itself. It's, it's, it's hard to say, man. I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, like I said, I liked that He was going five wide and putting Lloyd out wide and, you know, it's a pitch and catch and let him run around. Um, I like seeing that. I like seeing the five wide. I, 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 it's hard to say, man. It's, it's really hard to say. I know that week one, you don't want to necessarily like, what Beamer was saying, there is no preseason. So you don't want to necessarily show what your entire offensive playbook is week one. Um, so there's that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like coach Satterfield as a person, I, whether or not he's a great offensive mind. That's, I don't know. I, I haven't yet seen enough of the, the Gamecocks season to play. I mean, I, I honestly just don't know. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, like I said, we, we got a long way to go. We got 11 more of these games, and uh, it will all play itself, Alice, most certainly. Let, let's move, Stephen, off the offense to the defensive side. I'll just ask you, obviously, again, as an offensive guy, you know plenty about defense. Uh, I, I feel like South Carolina really held their own defensively. You know, that first opening drive, Georgia State had a good plan. Their bread and butter is running the football. But overall, I thought the defensive line took over. thought linebackers were flying around. The secondary, you know, top 10 in the country last year, they lived up to that yet again. Um, just talk about what you saw from the Gamecocks defense. Again, I, I have pretty good feelings coming out of that game that, you know, it's a long season. It's just one game. Don't draw conclusions. 
But I feel confident in saying that while it may not be an elite, like, you know, historical unit like Georgia was last year by any means, um, this is a group that should be a strength yet again for South Carolina. Yeah. No, I think when you play against a, a dynamic quarterback like they had over at uh, Georgia State, I mean, I think I think the way – I mean, what, what was he, like 7 of 29 for like 100? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think their defense – or our defense played really well. I really do. Um, you know, I feel like we definitely manhandled them. Um, we're a bigger, stronger team, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, useful in any scenario. But, yeah, I thought the schemes were, were good. Um, you know, we, we got off the field on third downs. Uh, I, overall, I think we played really well. And if we can continue getting better on defense and, you know, staying healthy, I think that's the main thing is just guys staying healthy. Um, you know, I think we got a shot to, uh, to keep games close. I mean, all I know is I, I watched that Georgia game and those guys are a freaking machine. So we're going to really have to kind of get our shit together, um, in a couple of weeks. I mean, to be honest, Arkansas did not look that great. Um, I know everybody loves KJ Jefferson and I think he's a good player. I just think he's <laughs> severely overrated in my opinion. Um, but I mean, I think that's a very winnable game next weekend. If, if our defense could play that well, if our offense can, you know, pick up some blocks and, you know, get their kind of communication lined up and Spencer make some plays downfield. I mean, I don't see why, why there's no reason why we shouldn't win that game. When it comes to improvement, Stephen, for the Gamecocks offense, um, most are going to say block better. That's it. That's, that's just where it's going to start and end. Uh, anything else you saw where you feel like the most improvement you'd just like to see personally from week one to week two for the offensive side specifically? I like to see a little bit more, a little bit more quick game. Get the ball out of uh, out of Rattler's hand a little bit quicker. Um, get into the playmakers' hands and just and let, let them run around. Um, I like to see that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone wants to see the the front five guys just blocking and having Spencer sit back there all damn day and and pick the defense apart. I mean, who the hell wouldn't love to see that? Um, that being said, that's just not realistic. You know, it's we're not playing in you know the Pac-12 where guys are just running around you got Dorian Thompson whatever his name is running 95 yards every single play um it's just it's not realistic so yeah we'd like to see the offensive line block better we'd like to see them hold their blocks a little bit longer um see the running backs pick up guys that are blitzing I mean everyone would love to see that just that's just not realistic in week one you know I think in the communication fixing the, the fixing the problems you know getting back in the film and watching what the hell is going to be going on get a game plan going and then going from there um but yeah I think there's a lot of stuff to improve on, um, but I think the main thing that I would want to say, out of, I'm saying all of that, I think I want to say that I'd like to see Spencer kind of keep the ball and move the pocket just a little bit more. You know, not look at the rush to run necessarily, but kind of look around and bounce around and keep your eyes downfield and let the ball go. I, I got to ask you this, Stephen, again, we talked a lot about passing game. Let's talk running game. Anything specifically you saw in the run game? Because you know what you know what will help out a quarterback, and you know this better than anybody, is For sure. running the football successfully. I mean, you know, I, I'm talking to – I've talked to you. I've talked to Perry Orth before. He's like, you know, there's nothing better than a second and two. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting in that second and short and playbook's wide open. Yep. Um, did you see anything specifically in the running game? Because obviously it, it's, it's a bit concerning when you look at the stat sheet – and Jaheim Bell, who's technically a tight end receiver, what have you, he's your leading rusher. You know what I mean? Is it, there anything you saw in the run game that you, you feel like could be fixed or just needs to improve overall moving forward? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's not a good stat when when that when he's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's. I don't. I don't know. I, I honestly don't have an answer for that. Um, maybe it's schemes. Maybe it's play. I, I. I honestly have no idea. Maybe the running backs missed a couple holes. Again. We can talk about it all we want. We're not in that meeting room, so we have no idea what the coaches are asking these linemen to do. If they're supposed to make, you know, 
uh, a secondary block and get upfield. I mean, we, we don't have any idea what they're trying to do um, or where the running backs are supposed to go. We, we honestly just don't know. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, I wish, I wish we had a Marcus Lattimore. I mean, I think everybody in the uh, South Carolina nation would love to have another Marcus Lattimore, but you know, he's a, he's a rare breed. So who knows? I mean, I think, I think they're the only good takeaway that we can say right now is that we're one to know and we can, we're, we can only get better. That's, that's the main thing. Now, Stephen, again, I, I said this earlier, but we hear it a lot. You know, football teams, college football teams improve the most from week one to week two. Just expand on what exactly does that mean and why is that the case? I think you kind of, like we talked about, you know, um, over the last couple of weeks, you know, you're in fall camp and it's just you're hitting each other for three weeks. It's the same shit every single day for three weeks. You finally get to hit a team and, you know, it's just some guys come out flat. Some guys, you know, get too amped up. I mean, there's definitely an even level, even keel. I mean, again, we didn't play against some slap dick opponent. I mean, Coach Elliott has those guys. He's got those guys in a, in a good little position over there. Um, so, I mean, I think that was a good team win. Like I said, team win. I mean, you got all three facets of the, of the team playing well um, and winning that game. Um, but I think, you know, moving forward, I think we're going to improve those those areas that, you know, improve the offensive line communication. Um, maybe improve. I mean, there's just so many, so many things that we could improve on that I think we will going into this week, too. Like you said, week one to week two, I think, is a huge, huge difference. Now, Stephen, let's, let's look ahead to this weekend, right? The Gamecocks go on the road, opening up SEC play against the Arkansas Razorbacks. And you watched Arkansas on Saturday, correct? Did you watch that game yeah. against Cincinnati? Just your overall – you already talked about K.J. Jefferson, but overall thoughts, takeaways. I heard a similar sentiment from a lot of others. that They feel like, you know, Arkansas, while looking impressive, did look like a beatable team. And I, I do label it as a toss-up game going into Saturday. For sure. No, I think they definitely look beatable. Um yeah, I don't. I don't see any any reason why we shouldn't. Uh, I, I think so. I was just reading these comments, and they're saying that LSU's favorite, like, or not LSU, uh, Arkansas's favorite, seven and a half points. Yeah, I think if you would have said that, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Arkansas was probably favored twenty points, or you know, closer to double digits. Um, that being said, I think it's a very winnable game. Uh, I didn't see anything too special about Arkansas's offense, so I, I don't know. I think that's definitely that's definitely a winnable game. I think if we can go into Georgia at two and zero, I think we got a lot of momentum. Going to that game, we got them at home. Uh, I mean, that's we could we could definitely shock some people. We just we got to get our shit together. For this yeah, well, I, and I was going to say for Arkansas defensively, it looked like they were pretty susceptible through the air. Cincinnati was able to have a lot of success in the passing game. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Again, it's week one, so they may they may make their improvements as well. I mean, who knows? They may blow us out by forty points. I mean, we may beat their ass by forty points. It's week two is always a toss up. It's always yeah. a toss up. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you said, man, it's it's week one for everybody. Everybody has the same feeling, right? Well, we're going to improve the most. We, everybody's saying the same thing. So, I mean, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, you you did you play in Fayetteville or Little Rock? I forget. Did you guys go on the road to, when you were there? Yeah. 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 I, just talk about that experience. Again, I've heard from – and it's crazy, Stephen. It doesn't even matter the sport because I've heard the same thing from baseball guys that Arkansas fans are just – they're just different, man. I mean, they, they oh. are ruthless. They, they are ruthless, uh, but it's – I mean, I loved it. I thought they were actually funny. Like, they weren't saying, like, hurtful things. They were they were just talking just straight shit, and it was it was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I, we played – I played there when uh, Darren McFadden – I didn't play. I registered that year. Um, oh, God. The, the game Darren where McFadden, he ran for, like, 350 yards. Oh, God. Yeah, Darren McFadden ran for, like, 350. Felix Jones ran for, like, 200. Peyton Hillis ran oh. for another 250 or something like that. Um 
yeah, then uh, then we played again. We played against Ryan Mallett. And um, actually, we kind of kept it pretty close. So then towards the end, they just kind of ran away with it. But mm-hmm. Arkansas was really damn good back then, man. They had they had some freaking players. Um, but now apparently they're they're ranked this year. So I guess we'll see what happens. For sure. Steven Garcia's message to Gamecock Nation, it's going to be okay. We're 1-0. Yeah. Don't panic. Don't panic. Everybody, everybody, just calm down. Everybody, tranquilo, <laughs> tranquilo. <laughs> yeah, it's, like I said, it's interesting, man. I, I, you know, again, I just call it for what it is. I don't think I've ever ranted as much on a Monday podcast that dropped this morning as I have after a 21-point win. But, uh, you know, here we are. Steven Garcia, yeah. former Gamecocks quarterback. Hey, last thing, the lights. How'd you like the lights? Did you see a lot of the lights on, on TV? Yeah, it's it's again like I told you. I think I'm gonna have to see it um, yeah. in person. Like seeing it on through the through the TV and on the on the phone. It's just it. I don't feel it does it justice, and it's kind of like you're squinting. It's it's kind of just I don't know. I, I think from what I've heard and some of the things that I've seen on on Twitter and social media. I mean, it looks like it sounded like it was freaking sweet. For sure. And you'll be in town. Hopefully, SC State is a night game, but either way. Uh, Steven Garcia, former Gamecocks quarterback. Steven, always a pleasure to chat with you every single Monday. And hopefully, like, a, like we both said, hopefully this time next week we're talking and the Gamecocks are 2-0. and But either way, feels good to be 1-0. and Appreciate you taking the time, man. Look forward to doing it yet again next week. Yes, sir, man. Go Gamecocks. Go Cox. Take care. Roach King out. Appreciate Steven. Hey, some great insight. Some great insight um, in regards to this Gamecocks offense. Spencer Rattler, his performance, you know, not all in the offensive line. It's tough for us to grasp that, but, you know, it's – we'll see the improvement. I I think that's the biggest thing I take away from a lot what Steven said. The biggest thing is the improvement from week one to week two. The improvement from week one to week two, how substantial is it? That is the big question. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break, uh, but on the other side, we'll continue to take more of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-337. That's 843-790-3377. Appreciate our guy, Steven Garcia, joining the show. Appreciate Steven Garcia joining the show. Always a pleasure to hear from him and great insight. Great insight on uh, everything that happened over the weekend. Guys, phone lines are back open, though, and I want to hear from you as we continue to react awesome. what happened Saturday Robbie night. Robbie Davis, a.k.a. Kirk Street. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Six. Robbie, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. My throat's a little sore, but I'm all right. Sore from uh, – from yelling Saturday night or what? I told you, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it everything I got, man. And that's what I did. I love it. And uh, by the way, real quick, okay. Shout out to Miss Pam and Mister Franklin. They listen to your show all the time, and I told them who I was, and uh, they were, they, they told me that they, uh, they've heard me call in a couple times. Mm. I love that. So I love that. Them. Shout out to them. Pam and Franklin, that was their names, you said? That, if I remember correctly, Pam, yeah, yeah, Pam and Franklin. I don't, love I can't that. remember their last name. Okay. Love it. But love uh, it. That's awesome. And uh, right before the second block punt, I was about to tell the guy that texted in, right, and told you about the block punt. I, before the second one, I was literally about to turn to him and said, look, I said, I'd love to see another one. And then lo and behold, five seconds later, Lambo 
punt, punt, and we're in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I heard you called it, my guy. I, and I know you told me that when you got back to the tailgate, so. The first one I called. The second one I was about to, and then all of a sudden it happened again. So I'm, I'm basically convinced now that I need to start going to season opening. I think I'm you should just go to every game. I, I think you ought to just go to every game. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I found out that my brother, Chandler, he'll be at the Missouri game. Really? Okay. He ought to bring yes. you along. He'll be at the Missouri game. And, um, and honestly, I, I, on, the, on the defensive side of the ball, okay, there was times where, and I'm, I'm not saying we didn't play horrible, but there was times on the defensive side of the ball where the tackling was just not good at all. I mean, one of the plays that they, one of the running plays they ran, they ran it right down the middle, and there was nobody there. Nobody. Somebody didn't do the, the, the right assignment, and they went right down our throat. And I sat there thinking to myself, if this happens all night long, we're screwed. You know, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, did, did the defense play a perfect game? No. I, no I've got I got no issues, though, with how the defense played. I mean, they, they, they went out there, did their job, um, stopped the run, maybe even a little bit better than I expected at times. I thought the defensive line took right. over. Um, I, I wish, I wish the stat sheet looked a little bit better. Um, it's it's an ugly box score. Just call it for what it is. But uh, all in all, I, I got I got really no complaints about the defense. So, right, the defense did their job. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you right. hold your you hold your opponent to 14 points. I, I you know, I think they did a fairly <laughs> right. good job. And I, I and I I kind of I, I agree with what one of the other callers said. I feel like Spencer was um, a little uh, quick on the draw to uh, get out of the pocket per se, which I understood why because we couldn't block squat okay yeah the the blocking so, left a lot to be desired that is for sure i was like are you I, honestly i looked at i was like if, i thought the, i looked at the guy sitting next to me i was like this this is this is not a good sign okay this mm-hmm. is not good if we if we block like this the next the next two weeks uh, you can go ahead and put L next to the team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's we all know the problem area, Robbie. It's, it's got to get better, no doubt. Got to get better. Yeah, and you, hey, get and, you, and you picked a win over Arkansas, so. I did, dadgummit. We're going to beat our – we're going to beat those piggies. I, I, but I, but I'll t- I, I say that – I'll say that to say this as well, though. It's – it's you are not – because I'm the same way. You are not uh, – you you can change your predictions. Obviously, you can change your predictions. Um, and oh, no, I, I, I mean, I do. Think, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, I'm saying, I I'm saying, I, I'm saying, on a week in, week out basis. I mean, predictions change. You know, I, I'm not just 
sticking right. to what happened, what my prediction was over the summer, right? You, you learn as you go through the season. And, um, right. you know, so my score predictions yeah. probably won't exactly be the same. So, I mean, you, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, you're more than welcome. You have the freedom to update your predictions as we go through right. the year. That's all I'm saying. But I still, but I, okay, I, I, I mean, you, but I do still believe that even with all of our other games, we have in, every, in just about every game, probably outside of maybe the A&M game, because we haven't had no success against Texas A&M, none, mm-hmm. okay? So I would say probably outside of the Texas A&M game, there's no game on the schedule where I'm thinking we don't have the better quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. in just about every single game that we're in, we on paper we have the better quarterback. And like I have said thousands of times, and I'll say it a thousand more, you do not win a football game on paper. Last night was proof of that. Say it till you're blue Honestly, in the face like a Smurf. Exactly, buddy. Exactly. And, with that, and it wasn't pretty at times last night, but Jack Drummond, a W is a W. I don't give a flying most part how it gets done. We won the ball game. That is that. Georgia State's over with. Get ready for Arkansas. Go to Arkansas. Beat Arkansas. And then come back to Willie B and make life a living hell for Georgia fans. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Robbie, well said, my friend. Phone lines are ringing off the hook, so we're going to keep them coming. But uh, oh, I, I really do appreciate yeah. you. All right. I'll call in tomorrow. Yeah, man. Always look forward to it. You have a great rest All of your right, day. Buddy, you have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. As always, 843-790-3377. Guys, the phone lines are wide open. I think we had a Spartanburg number try to call in. So definitely be sure. Um, <clears throat> definitely be sure. To get at us, here we go. Cam, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Chris, what's up, man? What, I'm, I'm happy for the W, and I'm, I'm all weekend just been just been decimated in my mind about this offensive line. And I agree with I agree with Garcia a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not I wasn't a quarterback, but at the same time, I did play organized football for a little while. Mm-hmm. And at some point, when does when does Beamer look at Satterfield and say, hey, look, dude, you know, dumb this thing down. What you're doing is not working. We can't do this. You need to get out of your own head and get this thing going in the right direction. I mean, play to the strengths of your offense, but also play, the, play to the weaknesses of the defense that you're playing. I mean, there's, at some point in the game, you've got, to, you've got to see something. And every time I saw Lloyd get the ball, he got hammered. And there was a, there was a few times that, that he that he did okay, and he hurled that one guy. But I mean, they were, I mean, two yards of rush, and you had how many attempts? I mean, it was it was killing me. I couldn't believe it. I, Rattler's not bothering me too bad. I mean, he's gonna right. be okay. But you know, as far as the scrambling and all that stuff, I mean, he he probably does need to give it a, a few more, maybe a second or two more to mm-hmm. go through his progressions and his reads, but. The running game is what's killing me about this. We cannot run the ball, mm-hmm. and that's that is a glaring, glaring yeah. thing. And I, I, I want your thoughts on that. At what point does Beamer say, "Look, dude, this isn't working"? And listen, that's a million dollar question. Uh, that's that's a great question. Um, 
Because at some point, you do have to just stop and say it is not working. I mean, this would be one thing if this, you know, if this was last year, right, and it was game one of a new OC. We saw this same song and dance last season with the offensive line woes and lack of running game, and you finish near the bottom. And, and uh, I mean, what, what gives? You know what I mean? What gives? Because I, I, just, I just don't think – I said this all summer. You, you can't just operate and go through this season and say, well – you know, we, we did everything we could. We got a great plan. We got a great scheme. But, you know, we're just we're, – we're not there on the offensive front. Bro, you got to create a scheme wow. that, 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 that gets the most out of what you got. So, I, I mean, I, I don't doubt that – and I think there's a reason we're recruiting the way we are, right? We're recruiting these guys in the trenches. We're, we're trying to upgrade across the board. But, man, I mean, I, it, it's just hard to wrap the brain around that we, we can't be better than that in the run game. And, I mean, again, I, I just – you know, I, I see the people on social media and that 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 are that are oh why why you know why are you why are you critiquing so hard after a twenty one point win? And it's like again, everybody's ecstatic we won by twenty one and that we're one and zero, but seventy nine rushing yards against Georgia State, the mighty Georgia State Panthers front. I mean, there's nothing right. encouraging about averaging three yards per carry against Georgia State, man. It's just nothing. So, no, there's not. Yeah. And that was what I that was that was the main thing I was looking for. I, I was hoping for a hundred yard or better game. Yeah. By Lloyd and by Juju or whoever, but we weren't even close to that. I mean, yeah. As, as soon as somebody handed the ball, they were in the backfield, and that just yeah. shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen against Georgia State. Yeah. I know they're quick. I know they were eager to get to it. But you know, Satterfield. I mean, if you got three weeks to, if you got three weeks to, you know, game plan against the ACC team, you know, and, and get get some surprises in there, you know, that didn't surprise me much. Mm-hmm. But you had a whole year to get this thing right, nine months to get this thing right, a whole off season to get this thing right, and it's more of the same, Chris. Yeah, more of the same. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Hey, appreciate it, man. And thanks so much for the call. Great stuff, uh, guys. Keep the calls coming. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. I mean, yeah. Listen, the number one thing I was looking for from Saturday night was. The push up front. I mean, and you know what? I, I think that the defense held their own. It, it wasn't a perfect night by any stretch. The defense did gave up 14 points. We knew Georgia State, bread and butter, run the football. They were going to get their yards, right? That's what they do. They run the ball. But you know what? I got nothing bad to say about the defense. We'll learn a lot more about the rushing defense this upcoming weekend and how they handle K.J. Jefferson and that big physical offensive front. Um. But offensive awesome. line, just Aaron. Here we go. Aaron, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Man, I, I've just been I've been reading these comments, and it's it's kind of been uh, getting at me. I just I, I was watching some film both on our game against Georgia State, and then uh, I decided to peek over at Arkansas and Cincinnati, obviously because that's our week two matchup so it intrigued me and dude I just I gotta be honest with you that secondary that Arkansas has man it it's it's pretty bad and Mm. I can't help but think if if Carolina can find a way to block long enough to let our receivers get open and Spencer can make some good decisions that's a good matchup Mm. man I mean our defense can hold and you know like like Steven said uh that often you know they're good I just don't see them being too much for our defense to handle. I just wanted to know what you thought about it, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, we just talked to Steven Garcia about it. And I think definitely if you're looking at, you know, our our deficiency or what it was in week one and what Arkansas did, I, I think the game plan's got to be, man, to expose them in the passing game. Now, listen, they're having the same conversations today that we are about, well, you know, it's just week one, the secondary will improve. But, 
you know, if you just go off of that tape and that film, you know, I, I think there's going to be opportunities to throw the football. So, and, and, and what you feel positive about is I feel like we've got some weapons. Uh, can we scheme them up? Can the O-line give Spencer Rattler enough time to expose them? Arkansas is a beatable football team, right? I'm going to go ahead on this Monday and just tell you, listen, I'm not picking us to beat Arkansas. I, I, I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anybody. I think anybody out there who's picking South going to beat Arkansas, bold pick. Very, very bold pick after what we saw on opening weekend. Um, I picked Arkansas to win this game in the preseason. I didn't see much in week one that would really change my mind. Again, that's not for me to say that we have no chance. I really do believe this is a toss-up game. You got to get more out of your offensive front, though. I mean, you just absolutely do. To expose any of those weaknesses that Arkansas has, you got to block, man. <laughs> you got, yeah, and, and, and hey, Rattler's got to do a better job, as Garcia mentioned, in the pocket. Um, trusting his offensive line. You know, we've seen crazier things happen, obviously, but uh, there's got to be some major, oh, yeah. major growth on our side from week one to week two, for sure. Oh, yeah. And I agree. I mean, that the only things that I, I mean, that I could really say, you know, obviously Floyd lined up in the five wide set a few times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I like the idea, but I think against a team like Arkansas, I think what we could really do is if we could put guys like Jaheim Bell back out there, maybe keep, you know, I, I don't mind having Lloyd in the five wide set, but I feel like Jaheim Bell just has more of a skill set to do stuff like that. And, you know, if you, instead of letting Jaheim Bell touch the ball coming out of the backfield, you know, I know he was, he was a running back mm -hmm. in high school, but I feel like, you know, you give Lloyd those touches. I mean, you got your first and foremost, you're right. You got to establish a ground game. You can't do that without blocking, but you know, I believe if you can open up the backfield, if you can open them up with some, you know, good five, 10 yards, slants, whatever you got to do to make the defense think, oh man, we got to be ready for the pass. Mm -hmm. If you can <clears throat> just find a way to get that ground game running, man. I mean, I feel like Carolina's got a good shot. And like you said, you know, you can't, you can't sit here after week one, after what we did and say, hey, Carolina's going to be Arkansas. But I think, like you said, there's a really good chance that Carolina can find a way to give Radler enough time to make good decisions and make good throws. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, I, I feel confident in basically every other aspect of the football game. I, I think, I think, like going in Arkansas, I think defensively we could do enough to win. Special teams, obviously, we could do enough to win. Skill position players, we could do enough to win. I think Spencer Rattler could do enough to win. Can the offensive line do enough to win? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's literally right. it is as simple as that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you're 100 percent right. I just hopefully they can find it this week, you know, pull out one of those games that we look look at as a big win. And obviously, you know, we've we've had those in the past with teams that probably shouldn't have done it. And I believe we'll do it again at some point this season with a team that well, with an offensive line that probably shouldn't have done it. But, you know, who knows? Anybody can beat anybody on any any given day. So mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I mean you never hey you never know. Again, that's that's the you know, because here's the thing. We're sitting here saying on this Monday saying, well, you know, Arkansas secondary, they're a weakness. They suck. Hey, Arkansas sitting on their side saying, hey, South Carolina's offensive line, it's a weakness. It sucks, right? So, I mean, it's like who makes right, the most exactly. improvement from week one to week two? And, uh, I mean, that's the beauty of college football, man, is you just never know, right? You just never know, no, 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 no. Take my call. Uh, look forward to. Take care.
Great stuff. Uh, guys, apologize for those of you tuned in. The, the, the Melon platform just completely going out on us. I don't know what just happened, um, but I appreciate that call. And, again, we're continuing to take your questions, your comments, your calls. Bit of a must-champ hacker Monday here on this Monday. I don't know what's going on. Um, you guys let me know that you can still hear me okay, see me okay, everything else. Um, we are available, the Daily Crow available in podcast form on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, Guys, we're continuing to take your reactions to what happened on Saturday night, your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, like I said, actually, we'll go ahead and jump to the phone Call lines here. From Dylan. Dylan, what's up, man? How are you? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Man, I'm listening to this whole show, and I ain't heard one mention of D.Q. Smith. D.Q. Smith? Yeah, how about it? D.Q. Smith did have a good game. You are correct. Yeah, some youngsters had a good game I on mean, Saturday night. Nicky Mewari, another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with guys like that, man, it's got to make you got to make you feel good about the future of the secondary, you know, mm-hmm. behind Cam and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just crazy to go this whole show and not talk about, you know, these young guys a little bit. Hey, man, we're just going off what the callers want to talk about, man. I mean, no, listen, I, I loved what I saw from Nicky Memori, D.Q. Smith, Kawan Banks. Um, I mean, listen, the way we recruited the secondary last year, I think you brought in six defensive backs in that signing class. Um, I, I think the future of the defense is in very good hands, very good hands for sure. Um, so, you know, I, I like D.Q. a lot. Uh, what, what is he, the Spring Valley product, right? Any, any of Spring Valley guy, right, I believe? Uh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Nikki Mawari from Irmo, and, and like I said, Kawan Banks from down there yeah. in Tallahassee. He, uh, yeah, and there's some really, really good – Stone Blanton got in the game late. So, yeah, you saw those youngsters get in late in the game on defense. And, um, you know, I mean, certainly, man, I, I say we – you know, I'm praying we keep Clayton White as long as we can and Torian Gray and that entire group together. And, I mean, they're doing great things with the defense and, you know, building some, some damn good quality depth for sure. Well, that's all I got for you, man. I just wanted to make sure those guys got their shout-out. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Thank you you for bringing it up man because you're right they deserve the love for sure here on this monday thank you all right man so all right man take care yeah great stuff listen again let's not lose sight of the positives that took place on saturday night right let's not take or let's not lose sight of the positives that took place beamer ball special teams right youngsters on defense defense as a whole um i i think the defense is going to be a strength yet again uh, you, you, you know, you talk about the skill position players on offense. It's, it's just unfortunate that it feels like the, the struggles of the offensive line and in turn the offense have just really overshadowed everything else. But it is what it is. Listen, like I told you guys, we're not going to beat a dead horse this week. We're getting it out today. It, it is crazy how it feels like today is, I, I think therapy Monday is too strong, but a, but a venting Monday for sure. It, it is a venting Monday, no doubt. I, I don't know. It just, it feels that way for whatever reason. Um, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. We had a missed call. Looks like from a 706 number, and you'd left a voicemail. If you'd like to call back in, would love to hear from you. Um, he says, I need to talk to you. I don't know. What do we need to talk about? Let's get after it. Um, let's see. Jeff Bolton connected the tight ends and backs involved to help the offensive line. You just got to find something, man. You, you got to find something going into Fayetteville. I've been looking through the comments also. I see that uh, Coach Ford – is in peak form today. Coach Ford getting some of you riled up in the comments. I mean, listen, Coach Ford, I hear you. Offense wasn't good. I, I said it on the podcast, Coach Ford. I don't even know if you listen to the podcast or not. 
at this point, any criticism is fair at this point. Jeff Gillich. Here we go. Jeff, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Chris? Dude, just hanging out, man. I appreciate you calling in. What's up? Yeah, man, finally. I'm not at work, so I can call in, man. Many a times I wanted to call in. just busy at work, so. Mm. But, uh, hey, so I my views on the game, I know it doesn't matter as much right. from my opinion, but it seemed a lot of the times the blocking scheme was just way off. They were blitzing six, seven guys at times, and we didn't adjust at the line. Mm. I mean, they were – they were sitting in the house. I've seen that a couple times. Um, I, I don't know if that was bad calling on the line, but that's something that can be corrected easily. So the offensive line, to me, played horrible, uh, but it can be improved. That's my view on most of that. I sure hope um, you can, my guy. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. I was like, because I'll be at the Arkansas game next this weekend, so uh, I'm hoping they improve a hell of a lot better when yeah. we get there. So uh, I saw Marshawn Lloyd look good, uh, you know, for what little holes he had. Um, th- that was one of my biggest takeaways too. Was the run blocking was horrendous. Yeah, it was so bad because even Juju was dancing in the background, like he wasn't hitting the holes. He was just trying to find a hole right and that was uh horrible mm-hmm. um but uh i was shocked that uh van didn't get as many shots i don't know if he just wasn't open or um i mean he got what one catch all game i mean listen i, I i'm sure that georgia state keyed in on taking away our coming into the season number one wide receiver and uh you know yeah. I, they, they did target him a few times you know he had that he had that bad drop over the middle just call it for what it is had a had a really bad drop a ball hit him right in the hand so um it wasn't his best night i mean it just wasn't josh van's best night and uh i think he'll bounce back but you know just you got to go to the guys that are hot and you know jalen brooks was hot and uh they used antoine wells a lot and unfortunately you know when they went to josh van it, it just didn't work out so um i i think he'll be fine but you know just uh for whatever reason didn't have a big night yeah, and defensively, we looked good. Uh, you know, that first series, I, you know, they just ran that ball down, and I looked over at my mom, and I was like, holy crap, not again. <laughs> I was like, just, like, where's the run defense? But, uh, you know, they picked it up. They made some adjustments. The linebackers outplayed outstanding, in my view. Um, Debo came in, and that, you know, the coaches gave him that first, you know, reps with the first team for a reason we're not there in practice but that's the reason why he actually showed up he played out so highly impressed with that um secondary of course is on point so we were doing good there so um anyway uh, i'll hop off man but I, I appreciate everything you do uh great show love the show um and take care man jeff i appreciate it man thank you so much for the call on the commentary my friend call in anytime great stuff guys we are going to jump into one final break, but hey, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final seven minutes or so here on the Daily Crow. We're taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, I want to continue to hear from you. It has been a very, very busy Monday 
this Labor Day. Hey, thank you all so much tuning in on this Labor Day, man. You could be doing anything else, and you decided to hang out with me for two hours on the Daily Crow. Really, truly do appreciate you guys, your love, your support. Um, guys, also, thank you to Steven Garcia for taking the time to tune in and give his insight and perspective on what happened on Saturday. Great stuff. Let's jump to the phone. Call from here. Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good, good. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Let me say it was awesome to see you uh, on Saturday, and I appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Um, um, I'm um, glad to talk about Big George there, but Chris, we, we, we got we got we got we got what's our specialties in the office, you know. Well, the special teams was fantastic. Um, they were great. They were yeah. great. Uh, the offense, yeah, got a lot of work to do. So, all starts at the offensive line and. You know, they know that. We know that. It, there's got to be major improvement from week one to week two to have any shot to beat Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, in defense, we, we got to stop the one, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we do, my friend. Absolutely we do. We got, we, you know, yeah. we, uh, I thought we did a solid job. I thought we did a solid job, but uh, – but yeah, I you know I, I just hey, we'll we'll we're, we'll really find out this weekend what the run defense is like against Arkansas. Yep. Oh yeah, I agree, Chris. Hey, Chris, and hey, we know Arkansas they like to run the football, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Arkansas likes to run the football. Yeah, they got four or five guys. Uh, they got four or five guys back as well in the offensive line, so they're a big physical group, and uh, you know that's what they're going to try to do. I'm sure against us and use KJ Jefferson in the running game as well. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, we know Arkansas lost the one. They'll be one for years, right? Yeah, dude, for sure. For sure. The Arkansas is – I feel like it's a staple Arkansas football. They like to run the football for sure. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Chris, I mean, I was part of special teams too, but if you look at the game, I like the the, the, the really the pick them that the, went off his head, you know? Yeah, The you said the interception? No, I'm talking about what with, with, about to kick the figure and it went top over his head. Yes, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the extra point, yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, yeah. there, there was there was a moment of some blunders there, but, yeah, all in all, the special teams had a fantastic night. Oh, yeah, I agree, Chris. Hey, Chris, my guy here, man. Um, I was just pulling at you yesterday, Chris, because, as you, they have this joke with the kicker, you know? Yeah, dude, yeah. Now, Mitch, hey, Mitch Jeter had a great night. If, if anything else... If nothing else, we found our starting kicker on Saturday night. That is for sure. So, yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, did you watch the ASU Forest State game yesterday? I did, man. What an ending! What an ending that was. Yeah, I mean, Chris, the kicker. I was ASU for a two point conversion because if you kick a struggling, watch, watch, just go take the take the risk, right? Yeah, dude. I, I just. What a, what a heartbreaking way to lose a football game. That's all that was going through my mind. Yeah. Chris, I just can't believe this happened. You know, the, you know as you have missed, missed the punt, two black kids and um, special yeah. teams, you know. Yeah. Hey, special teams can cost you, man. It, it can cost you for sure. That was, that was a heck of a football game. And, of course, we got the, the game tonight we'll be watching. So, uh, been a great weekend of college football. Oh, yeah, it has, Chris. And, Chris, I'll be rooting for George Tenton uh, because I don't like Chris, you know. Absolutely, my guy. I, like I said on social media tonight, tonight we are all Yellow Jackets. So, let's pray to God yep. for a miracle. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, good. Jack Carr is not that close, man. He would have to hustle quick, too. Oh, quick. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. It'll be a huge win, but we'll see. Yeah, hey, Chris, I feel bad for Jack Eyes, man. He's been a hot seat for a long time, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, deservedly so, though. Georgia Tech's terrible, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris, wait, that's all I say, my friend. Hey, I appreciate you, my man. Thanks so much for the call. Right, you too. Take care. Go yeah, take Cox. care. Go, Cox. Appreciate it, Justin. Great stuff. As always, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Hey, go check out the podcast that dropped this morning, by the way. Episode 698, a full breakdown, recap, everything of what happened over the weekend. Gamecocks, hey, getting the 21-point victory over Georgia State, but, man, in, in typical Gamecock fashion, it's just not that simple. It's just not that simple. Um, you know, it's it is it's crazy. I mean, if you would have told me a week ago today, hey, Chris, Gamecocks are going to win by 21 points, I would have said, dude, we're ecstatic. We're partying. We're celebrating. We're confident as hell going into Arkansas. Okay, so shut up the whole line. Yo, what's up, man? How are you? Hi. All right. Yep. We 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 knew that was got to be some some foolishness. So, um. Anyways, guys, we'll take one more, two more calls. However many we can squeeze in here. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. The homie with the Atlanta number, by the way. Thank you for the attempted troll. You got to be a little bit more creative than that. The the name Rihanna, I think, probably gave it away. It clicked in my head. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aaron Hodges, how do you think the defensive line played? Um, I, you know, I thought the D-line was solid. Um, took over the ball game, which I really, really like. Took over the ball game, which I really like to see. Um, but, you know, yeah, interesting stuff. Joey, the line is now seven and a half. Seven and a half, the line is. So, um, I don't know. Let's see. Sam Pitten, Pittman saying they've got no update on Catalan or Slusher. Don't really know what they're dealing with. Uh, would be big if those guys can't go for sure. He didn't say that, but I'm saying it'd be big if they can't go. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But uh, Coach Ford, hope one call is from an interested OC, he says. Oh, Coach Ford. Love you, my guy. Love it. <laughs> Coach Ford always bringing the heat. Um, guys, again, we've hit 2 o'clock. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. Podcast all week. Daily Crow all week. Content bleeding out the eyeballs you know, folks i'm out of here appreciate you all tuning in have a great rest of your monday enjoy your labor day and we will talk to you all tomorrow